No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where Ahaziah reigns in Judah, but walks in the ways of Ahab in Israel, for his mother is the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. This results in national disaster. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 22 on Simply the Bible. One generation makes decisions that impact the next generation. The ripple effect may not be observed until many years later, but our actions do have consequences. It makes me wonder how future generations will either benefit or suffer because of the choices we are making today. Jehoshaphat was a good king, but he made three compromises that would have a disastrous effect on the next two generations. Jehoshaphat's son, Jehoram, walked in the ways of Israel because he was married to Athaliah, the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. He reigned eight years in Judah, and then he died, but no one mourned his death. We continue in 2 Chronicles chapter 22. Then the inhabitants of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, his youngest son, king in his place. For the raiders who came with the Arabians into the camp had killed all the other sons. So Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, reigned. Ahaziah was 42 years old when he became king, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother advised him to do wickedly. Therefore, he did evil in the sight of the Lord, like the house of Ahab. For they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. The sword was beginning to come down heavily on the line of David. The Arabian raiders killed all the older sons of Jehoram. Ahaziah survived, who was the youngest son, so they made him king. He is also known as Azariah. It says here that he was 42 years old, but that is likely a copyist error because 2 Kings 8 says he was 22 years old when he began to reign. He had a very short reign of one year. Ahaziah's big strike against him was that his mother was the daughter of Jezebel, a name in the Bible synonymous with wickedness. A righteous mother can have a tremendous influence for good in the lives of her children and grandchildren. I was blessed to have both a mother and grandmother who raised me in the Christian faith. But a wicked mother can do an immeasurable amount of damage to her children and grandchildren. She can tear down her own house. Such was the case with Athaliah. Ahaziah walked in the Baal-worshipping ways of the house of Ahab because his mother advised him to do wickedly as did the others in Ahab's family. This would certainly lead to Ahaziah's swift destruction. 
He also followed their advice and went with Jehoram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to war against Hazael, king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead, and the Syrians wounded Joram. Then he returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds which he had received at Ramah when he fought against Hazael, king of Syria. And Azariah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Jehoram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel, because he was sick. Ahaziah joined his uncle Joram, or Jehoram, he's known by both names, in battle against the Syrians. He was the brother of Athaliah and the son of Ahab. The battle did not go well. King Joram was wounded and went back to Jezreel to recover. Now, Jehoshaphat, Ahaziah's grandfather, had done something very similar. He went with King Ahab into battle against the Syrians, against the advice of the prophet of the Lord. That move nearly cost Jehoshaphat his life, and Ahab was killed in the battle. Now, this time, Jehoshaphat's grandson goes with Ahab's son into battle against the Syrians once again. And Ahab's son is wounded. Ahaziah was walking in his grandfather Jehoshaphat's footsteps of compromise with the house of Ahab. It is a sad day when our children and grandchildren imitate our bad habits rather than our good habits. But that always seems to be the natural course, doesn't it? Joram went back to Jezreel to recover. Ahaziah went with his uncle, no doubt to comfort him during his time of recovery. But this would become the occasion for God to judge both of them for their wickedness. The reigns of Jehoram and Ahaziah are a sad chapter in the history of Judah. They illustrate the wickedness that occurs with a little compromise. Jehoram's father, Jehoshaphat, was a righteous king who loved the Lord. But for some reason, he sought to make an alliance with the wicked King Ahab of Israel. In so doing, he broke down the wall of separation that God had established between the two nations. And this displeased the Lord. The consequences of Jehoshaphat's actions would be felt for many generations to come. His son Jehoram was unequally yoked to Jezebel's daughter, and this would prove to be disastrous. This should cause us to take stock of our own lives. Are we consecrated to the Lord and His purposes, or are we compromising with the world? We may think that we can handle little compromises, but what about our children and grandchildren? We are sowing seeds into future generations. What will grow from those seeds? Seeds of compromise will have a devastating effect on those who come after us. On the other hand, seeds of righteousness can bring forth oaks of righteousness in future generations. Therefore, we must wisely consider the seeds that we are sowing. Verse 7. His going to Joram was God's occasion for Ahaziah's downfall. For when he arrived, he went out with Jehoram against Jehu, the son of Nimshi, whom the Lord had anointed to cut off the house of Ahab. And it happened when Jehu was executing judgment on the house of Ahab and found the princes of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's brothers who served Ahaziah that he killed them. 
Then he searched for Ahaziah, and they caught him. He was hiding in Samaria and brought him to Jehu. When they had killed him, they buried him because they said, He is the son of Jehoshaphat who sought the Lord with all his heart. So the house of Ahaziah had no one to assume power over the kingdom. As Ahaziah visited his uncle Joram while he recovered in Jezreel, this would become God's opportunity to cut him off as king of Judah. Since he joined with the house of Ahab, he would also perish with the house of Ahab. God had raised up Jehu, the son of Nimshi, to be the next king of Israel. We find this story in 2 Kings chapter 9. Elisha sent one of the sons of the prophets to Jehu to prophesy over him and anoint him as king of Israel. God commanded Jehu to completely cut off the house of Ahab, leaving him no descendants. So Jehu came to Jezreel seeking King Joram and then shot him with an arrow and killed him. When Ahaziah saw this, he fled and Jehu pursued him, ultimately killing Ahaziah as well. Jehu also executed Ahaziah's nephews and the princes of Judah. This nearly wiped out the royal line of David. In this action, Jehu went too far. The Lord commanded him to cut off the house of Ahab, but not the house of David. But it seems evident that disaster had come upon the house of David because it had commingled with the idolatrous house of Ahab. However, it is interesting that Jehu had enough respect for Jehoshaphat's walk with the Lord that he made the effort to give Ahaziah a decent burial and not just leave him out there as vulture food. Now, when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal heirs of the house of Judah. But Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being murdered and put him and his nurse in a bedroom. So Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, the wife of Jehoiada, the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah so that she did not kill him. And he was hidden with them in the house of God for six years while Athaliah reigned over the land. When Athaliah discovered that Jehu had killed her mother Jezebel and her son Ahaziah, thus wiping out Baal worship in Israel, she was determined that this would not happen to her in Judah. Like her mother, she was a usurper who wanted to seize power for herself. Therefore, she killed all the heirs of her son. She wasn't a grandmother. She was a grand monster. She sought to completely wipe out the Davidic line, which God had said would dwell on the throne of David in Jerusalem forever. We see that she was not acting alone in this, for Satan has always sought to destroy Christ. He would repeat this action through Herod the Great and would murder all the infants of Bethlehem in his attempt to eliminate the anointed son of David. Satan remembers the ancient prophecy from Eden that the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head. But God had his servants in strategic places. Ahaziah's sister, Jehoshabeth, 
took her nephew, Joash, who was only one year old, and hid him from Athaliah. Now, she was married to Jehoiada, the high priest. Therefore, they were able to hide Joash in the temple for six years during the wicked reign of Athaliah. This reminds me of another story where Satan was working behind the scenes to kill the Messiah. When the Hebrews were slaves in Egypt, Pharaoh commanded that all the male children be cast into the Nile as soon as they were born. But Jochebed hid her baby Moses from the murderous intent of the king of Egypt. God always has his ways to protect his people from Satan's power. Therefore, we must wisely take refuge in the mighty name of the Lord. He is our defense. He is our strong tower. He is our righteousness. Let us beware of those little compromises that begin in the heart and bring forth much harm to ourselves and to others. Instead, let us purpose to seek the Lord with all our hearts, knowing that we will surely find him. We have no idea what the ripple effect will be of our lives in the generations to come, but we can determine what we are throwing into the lake. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow, we will see where Jehoiada, the priest, gathers the Levites in Judah to make Joash king of Judah at the age of seven. But this means dethroning Athaliah, daughter of Jezebel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.